Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, it's going great, David. I'm ready to discuss, debate, and dare I say... Change the world. Change the world. Um, I'm, I'm just going to get right into it because I'm jazzed already because we decided on a topic and there's not, we've not actively debated in our disagreements uh, for quite a while because we're trying to explore from different perspectives many topics. But this one, I think, really gets to the core or will get to the core of uh, a fundamental disagreement. So why don't you lead us in with the topic uh, today? Sure. Well, today we're going to talk about the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or CHAZ as its uh, acronym is being used on social media. And CHAZ is a uh, six block zone in uh, Seattle where basically protesters and community members have kicked the government out. They said, you know what, we're, we're done with you. We're going to look after ourselves. Um, and within the first 24 hours, one of the leaders uh, was accused of, of abuse and admitted to being a serial abuser and uh, said there's no reform for her. Um, and she said she's going to take her own life uh, peacefully because there, she, she can't be redeemed. Um, then we had um, this hip hop artist named Raz Simone declare himself and his posse, basically the police, and um, almost immediately get accused of being uh, brutalizing a graffiti artist. Uh, there's video of this uh, you can find online. And uh, so I just thought it was interesting that they got rid of a government to create an autonomous zone and a de facto government emerged with in the first 24 hours that was full of sexual predation, uh, police brutality, and corruption. Uh, new government, same as the old government. And it made me wonder, okay, is, is government inevitable? Is, it, is, is something got to fill that power vacuum? The, the takeaway here, I think, for libertarians and especially anarcho-capitalists is that it's not as simple as simply getting rid of the government because there's always going to be some strong man that will assert their authority uh, and call themselves the government. I mean, event, eventually, what what you could imagine happening here is this rapper, Raz Simone. And you watch the video, and this guy obviously cares about his community. Okay, he's not just out there. Um, you know, he he doesn't look like he has bad intentions. Like he's just out there power tripping, let's say, and and trying to be like, let's get all these hoes, and you know, like the typical rap video where the guy's like, you know, give me your money, dog, and like you know, whatever. That's kind of how he's being portrayed. But if you look at the video, it's like he sees this kid basically vandalizing a building, right? With graffiti. And he's like, hey, dude, you mean, don't do that. Okay. Like, this is our community and yada, yada. And the kid's like, F you. And like, I'm going to keep, you know, and no, no, this isn't cool, man. Finally, he's like, come on, come on. And he kind of like tries to gently, but the kid's like, no. And so pretty soon, you know, it's, like a conflict. And, and I guess it ended with Raz Simone, like beating the guy up. And I, I don't know, it, it, there's, it, it was, it was messy. Right. Mm -hmm. So now let's imagine Raz is in this, in, in this situation. Let's, let's ascribe to him all the best intentions in the world. He just wants his community to be peaceful. He's tired of brutality in, in his community. And now he wants, he's like, people are going to take over. This is the people now. 
but someone's got to take care of these graffiti artists and these people that are causing mayhem and, and vandalizing and doing bad things. Um, and, you know, they're not listening to me just nicely talk. So now I'm going to have to use force. But, oh, shoot, I went overboard with the use of force. You know, it turns out, I think I, I saw that Raz had posted that he, he, it, it ended in hugs. Like apparently he apologized to the kid afterwards. They hugged it out. The kid's dad has talked to Raz about being a mentor for, for this kid or something like that. But still, okay. He went over the line, broke the kid's glasses, kicked him in the head, did, you know, brutalized him. Just like the police are accused of being brutes basically. Right. And um, so now if I'm Raz what I, and I want to promote peace in this zone, what I would do is, is create a more, maybe a more formal system of rule, right? Where, okay, um, I, I need to write down what all the rules are for this, the, this autonomous zone. So, you know, because we can't have people obviously doing things like stealing vegetables out of the garden, which apparently the homeless just ravaged the garden. So now they're, a lot of these people are hungry <laughs> and you, we can't have people defacing property in our community. And so here's the list of rules. Before you know it, what you have is exactly what existed before, you know, a system of dispute resolution that looks like courts, police, you know, something that looks very similar to the American government, because that's the culture he grew up in. So I imagine, you know, it's going to look fairly similar to that. So th this is where my mind went on this. It's like, okay, how do we, how do we limit government if, um, if this is our culture, if, if what emerges as soon as you take it away is just another another government that's the same as the old one. So I would say that what it doesn't necessarily emerge, like I think to the degree that people are rational, a government would start to emerge and they would try to organize. But I don't want to go down that track. I want to instead posit something to you. So in the anarcho-capitalist utopia, right, there's this Chaz zone and it's not just this one rapper who has his set of rules, but there's a second person who comes up with their set of rules. So now there's rapper A and rapper B, the two guys ruling Chaz. And so two each, different nations. Two different, no, it's one nation with a free market of police force, of, of right. rule of law, right? Yes. But it's a free market of it. So, you know, 30% of Chaz picks rapper A, and they think these rules make sense. I want yeah. these guys to do what I want. Like, I want these guys to protect my stuff. I think these rules make sense. Right. And the other 70%, they say, oh, no, no, no. Rapper B is better. Let me pick him. And so now you have two groups, but it's within one area that, okay, as long as the 70% interact, they've all agreed to the same set of rules. They've all hired the same company. But what happens when there's a dispute between rapper B and rapper A, right? What happens when the kid is from rapper B's group and the, uh, he's vandalizing rapper A's property? And so what happens then is rapper A says, hey, you're breaking my rules. I've agreed to protect the property to this degree. And I respond even based on my explicit rules. But then rapper yeah. B says... No, whoa, 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 you went overboard. And now I need to, based on my rule set, respond accordingly. And so the whole idea is that anytime these two interact in a, in a disagreement, what is the arbiter other than force? 
if they have explicitly yeah. separate rules and no common agreement. And so that is what anarcho-capitalism would be. Yeah. And so how well, would that be solved? Because you're saying sure. that, okay, it, you don't think it works well with one person, and I'd argue it would work worse with two, or with the option of a free market of this sort of thing. Right. You think that uh, one corporation having a monopoly in this particular case is going to work preferable to com- competing organizations? I don't, I, mean, I don't even think that's, no, I mean, I understand the implications of how you're explaining it, but I think <laughs> the implications are wrong, right? Because right. what is a free market? A free market is a market free of force. It's a contradiction to claim that you should have a market of force free of force. It's literally impossible to have a free market of force because a free market is a market free of force. Yeah. Well, I, the, I, I mean, I look at this as, you know, essentially security, crime, investigation, justice, uh, protection of property. Uh, these are, so, so the question is in that marketplace, if I'm looking for those things on the marketplace and I want to make sure that uh, I have access to justice and that I have access to protection of my property and restitution. But and all who these decides things, what justice do, is? Do I want... Do I want a, um, um, a, a an organization that is going to escalate things that isn't going to be able to cooperate with other agencies? I mean, you know, you, you can make the same argument, I guess, about like Bell and Telus, right? Like, what? How can we have no, different- no? What? Who decides what justice is? Because look, Chaz is anarchy. Let's say, sure, and, and you're for yeah. anarchy. And so well, who whole, decides what justice is in your system, the government, that is the role, right? Well, right. But they're just people. So how, how do they are people how, whose like, explicit you, job is to think about and decide what justice is based on a demo, democratic process, right? People vote okay. to decide who are the people who are, who are, and, and where did they get the right to become government from? from the people who elect them. But my whole point is... Right, so the, so the people that elected them also have the right to become government then. So why can't... Uh, no, but they've agreed to... They've literally agreed that the best way to have proper justice is right. to pick some people to really decide and implement these rules, right? And so the whole idea... So Chaz yeah, is... Yeah, but if I don't like the guy you hired or you agreed to, then I hire someone else. So I, I, don't, I don't get what right. the difference is between an have... anarcho-capitalist society is and, a, and an objectivist society. I've got to be there, honest with you. You think there can be multiple competing governments. And that well, is there are an... right now, right? I mean, that's what no, we have in the world right now. No, there's parties that compete to be... The... No, within a designated area that says... Okay, like, so geographically, you have, you're have you saying within a geographic region. Right, with it, a like, and geographic the pe- region. And within a specified geographic sure. region, there is only one government who has one set of rules. And so it's right. not and this idea that... it has to be tied that... to geography. Yeah, because that's the that's where your property is. That's where you're living your life. And then you can know physical boundaries is like, that's what Chaz is doing as well. You set physical boundaries. That's the way to make it objectively known to anyone. If you cross this path, this line, you're now following my rules, right? Yeah, if I, I go I into think Tim's house, I'm following Tim's rules. You can't, you can't enforce your rules on the kid at the store at the Walmart. But if there's a shitty little kid in your living room, you have the right to enforce your rules because there needs to be an objective line of 
these are the rules in this area. If you want to come right. to this area, I, these are the rules. But who gets to decide who the, what, what those rules are, I guess, right? So, I, I mean, I would prefer it to be a private well, property so, owner. So, you know, well, I could see something like a city-state being compatible with anarcho-capitalism. But the whole, so, the whole idea in objectivism is that these rules are not decided. They're discovered, right? They are okay. truths about the nature of humans. And so you actually have to understand what is a human how sure. do they function? How do they achieve happiness? And what things need to be implemented in society for that to happen? That's it. That's all. So it's a science of discovery. Of okay, but what, how do we discover which people should be in government? Like, how does that process of discovery work? Who gets to be the people that get to um, uh, impose the rules, let's say? I don't understand your question. Well, you don't there discover are be, that. You ch- you. You decide, like you can vote. So far, it seems that democracy is the best uh, option for that. You vote and select the people who are dedicated to this aspect of science. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I it, it seems like a self-detonating thing. De- detonating thing. Like, what, what is it about voting that allows that person to provide services for me or? You know, why can't I just decide, okay, I, I don't want your rule. I mean, the, the, the relationship has well, to be you voluntary. Can move. No, the, the whole idea is that there needs but to I, be... I don't want to move. This is my property. I, I homesteaded it. I hacked it out of the wilderness. This is my property. Now and, we have this... But your property, what does it even mean to have property? It means according to some sort of... Property is not an intrinsic thing. Property is an idea, Right. So property discovered in nature through natural law, right? I mean, we we discover these principles. Right. And so ownership is an idea. And so you have to have some sort of, if you just go into the wild and there's savages who don't speak any language, you can't say to them, oh, but this is my property. Get off. Right. No, you, but we but we can defend it and more and we can be ethical and moral in our defense and we can say that they're unethical and right. immoral in their violation of it. And so then you decide, do I want to live in a society where I can be ethical and moral in my defense, but I have to always be fighting people who don't understand what I'm talking about? Or yeah. do I I'll want hire to hire a security company or a, a, a government? If I want, you can hire. Yeah. And I'm saying if you hire a security company, that's what anarcho-capitalism would be about. And then when someone else has a different, how would that be different than a government? Because let me finish. Okay. You're on your property. You hire your security company and another security company and another person, they want some of your property. How do you then mediate that? What is the basis of mediation between that person trying to get your property with their free market uh, security team and you have your free market security team? What is the means of reconciliation other than you think you're right and you can fight them to defend it? And the whole idea is that is what happens between countries, right? Right. Um, But that doesn't have to be. And there is... But what happens in a government... And that's also what happens in countries too, especially through government predation, right? No, I mean, there's huge, in, in, there's huge problems with how the government works now. 
right? It does not do, it does sure. way more than it should do. But the whole idea is instead of saying, oh, you know what? I need to hire people and defend my land from aggressors. I actually want to agree with the 10 people in my area. What are the fundamental rules we want to live by for our interaction yeah. with each other such that our security forces can unite into one larger security force and then we'll set specific explicit rules if we have a dispute and we'll let them decide and so the whole idea yeah. is that that, so that would is be anarcho-capitalist no right? that because is literally it's completely voluntary if it's voluntary it's anarcho-capitalist you you have to have the right to secede from a government correct like am, am i wrong here what do you like secede like, like secede you think in Chaz that, is perfectly valid i don't want i don't want to pay for that anymore i i'm done with your services i'm well so there'd I'm, be no I'm, mandatory I'm payment on, of the government in an objective right like, it would right. all be voluntary payment okay but the whole yeah. idea is no you can't be in the middle of new york city and claim this square sure. block of new york city now doesn't of follow so. no. the american law no there, there's there's property right and i mean ultimately everything would be privately owned so if i want to drive on right. the roads i would have to be you know no th there would have to be a third party arbiter because if i had a dispute with the road owner if the road owner didn't want me on right. there there's going to have to be uh, an arbiter there so that you're calling that a government. I'm calling it a dispute resolution organization. You have the right to secede, but you know, seceding from that basically just means that you're now quarantined to your property because everything else is privately owned. So it's, so you can't interact with society anymore at this right. point. But, but so I, I think ultimately, ultimately just let me clarify this with you, your, your government or what you're calling a government is a voluntary arrangement. Isn't that right? It depends what you mean by voluntary. Well, it's voluntary in the sense that I, we, we have a contract. I mean, there, there's, I can secede. I don't have to be with them. Right. I mean, voluntary arrangements mean that I can leave the, the relationship. No, but there's I don't no have secession because this is, it's a group saying these are the rules, right? So you can't just secede. Of interacting in the group. Right. So you can't. So I just, can secede from that group. Yeah. But so then yeah. you, but you're not actually seceding. You're choose like, I don't like this term of secession. It makes it seem like you're, like, you're just choosing to not do anything. You're like, you have the right to do nothing. Sure. If you do nothing, okay. then you don't have to follow the rules of how to interact with other people. But that's not secession. Right. And you on your private property still right. can't bring people onto your property and break fundamental rules, right? Whereas secession right. would have that implication that you have the right in your, in, in your property to murder people. If you th well, tell it, no, the, it, it would, it why would not? Be, if you have a different rule set, you're not no. part of the government. You're not buying into this group's. Well, law. no, I mean, I think you'd agree ethics exist, whether there's a government or not. Right. So, so murder I, yeah, would still be wrong. But, so you don't, you don't have a right that doesn't exist if, in nature. No, but murder would be wrong. But what would happen to you? Who, if you're, if you secede and you don't hire, let's say in an anarcho-capitalist world, I'm yeah. in New York city and I secede and I murder someone on my property who came to yes. my property voluntarily yeah, that would still be a crime, right? Some a crime according I mean, to who? 
not my well, not my to rules. Natural law, according no, but, to natural but that, law, right? No, there's crime is not according to natural law. Immorality is, sure, but crime is a concept. Well, that, okay. But so that's what I'm saying. It, it falls apart. Because well, no, I, I think it's a crime whether there's a government or not. I mean, we could be on the moon where there's no government and you kill me. And to me, I would consider that a criminal act. No, but crim- I mean, even it's if immoral. there's no government there. No, but see, I, you're totally using crime wrong. It was not a crime to kill a Jew in Nazi Germany. It was wrong, but it wasn't a crime. Okay. Right. It was not. Right. A okay. Crime. So, yeah, I, I, and, I, okay. Okay. It's, it's and, unethical. It's right. And so what I'm we'll saying go with your definition then. And so what, that's why I don't it like your It didn't idea. violate a rule that was written down by a government. Right. Is a crime is violating that. Right. Right. Okay. And so what I'm asking then is in this anarcho-capitalist world, you have your property, you secede from the ruling uh, dispute resolution organization, and you either have none yeah. or your own. Someone still from their free will chooses to go to your property and they know that you're not part of this agreed upon rule set, but then you murder them, right? It's on your property. It's according to your rule set, but so then by your rules, they should not be prosecuted because you're a nation of one the same way. If I, that's not, that's not true. So who prosecutes you and by what right? What it, who well, can, they, you, you have the right to, um, you have the right to punish, uh, to, to bring to justice people that have killed, that have murdered. But, but not, what if they're not part of my dispute resolution organization? doesn't what? matter that, that, that you, you have that right, whether you're underneath a government, a government's control or not. But so you're I mean, then these claiming exist that absent I, of government, in, these rights no, so rights it do exist absence of government, but the whole idea, right. like, so then you can't secede. You can't opt out of my rule set that says murder is wrong. What, and you can't hire a no, DRO. No, unless you can hide, unless you can hide from me, I guess, yeah. No, but so then you can't hire a DRO right. that says yeah, murder I mean, there, is there, acceptable. I mean, you, here's the thing. You can't have an anarcho-capitalist society unless you have a tipping point of a population in a geography that, uh, subscribe to those to the non-aggression principle, right? Re- respect to property rights. Don't initiate force. Right. All the objectivist when, rules, right? And then when there's two DROs who disagree yep. at a fundamental level about a funda- whether, d- d- disagree about, on what they they can't disagree. What, Remember, they can't disagree on the non-initiation of force. No, they but they disagree can disagree on all those ethical things. They might have a disagreement on how, how to get justice, how the no. application is. And, is this a non? Is this uh, a subversion of the non-aggression principle or not? And there's a disagreement between the two. How is that reconciled? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and the I answer would imagine is it, it cannot be. The answer is if no. There's it, two of course, th- it can be. Of course, it can be. I mean, stuff like that happens all the time, right? You have uh, two lawyers who have a dis- different. You know, let, let's use um, uh, family law as an example, right? Uh, where you're in a divorce, it's heated, each side wants something, um, mm-hmm. and they have a fundamental disagreement, but yet they come to some kind of arbitra- arbitration, they, they, they hire a third party, someone that's respected by both sides, and they battle it out in front of that arbitrator, and, and they, before they go into it, they, they agree that the arbitrator will rule, so that doesn't and need to be a government arbitrator, no, that can be someone they works. hire. 
Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And they keep disputing well, and they happened? have to go to court sure. and they say, this person has the right to decide what we will do. And I'm saying what happens yeah. and that is forced upon them if they cannot come to a decision, especially well, no, they, about they, something they, criminal. They agree to that in advance. I mean, in a narco-capitalist society, if you want to interact in society, you basically have to subscribe to something that basically acts like a government, right? Now, uh, But when the two governments so disagree... When the two governments disagree, so that's going to be a regular occurrence, right? And so one of the things we know in a marketplace is that we don't want to... We want to have the quickest way to... Resu- to resolve these disputes with justice correct so if if one dispute resolution uh, organization starts using violence and says we're just gonna manhandle our way i mean have you read any rothbard or any of the or, or david friedman or any of the people that address address these arguments no because i think about it's historical fun. examples have, of it. have you actually read any rand firsthand have you actually yeah. read the objectivist arguments as to the epistemology and the and the morality sure. Yeah, and I think they they logically conclude with Rothbard. You know, I think Rothbard is is a better objectivist. Like, I think he takes them to the, but the most logical You still have not answered. You literally just keep saying that if these two governments disagree, they will come to a conclusion. And that's also assuming The market that, will provide, bro. No, that's also... that's That doesn't no, mean because, that's meaningless. Because you have to understand incentives here. Uh, the incentives are peaceful. People are not going to want violent resolutions to these things, right? They're not going to want no one, one in the world. Uh, no one, in, no that, one will want that. There's no bad people in the world. No one will want. Well, of violence. course. So, I mean, I mean, it, it, the worst case scenario here is that one of these things turns into a, a government, right? Um, I mean, <laughs> no, that, I think this is essentially how governments form. No, not at all. The worst thing is that there are DROs. There are groups that get run by thugs, active thugs, as bad as governments are, the, the premise is that it's built upon people trying to institute laws properly, right? But there's no guarantee of that. And that's happened to governments before. And you right. have to limit government's power significantly so they don't have the ability to yes. run over and with the that. The best way to limit it is to have some competition, right? For, for these things, because I mean, ultimately I'm in this kind of environment. Competition has to be designated by explicit physical boundaries. This is the rule set for this area. Property boundaries. But but not... Property boundaries. Those are the boundaries. No, but not... So you violate a road owner's rules. Road owner has a dispute with that. I mean, you have to, if you want to resolve that dispute, you have to work it out with the road owner. You have to maybe go to court and plead but your who's case. Court? Um, Who runs the court? You have DRO well, A, I have DRO B. Yeah. You, you, Who runs right. the court? Exactly. So, yeah. So, so, I mean, this is what happens with insurance companies right now. They, they go to, you have to find a third party arbitrator, right? And so all these things in theory would be, uh, worked out ahead of time it's like okay because because these are predictable things right so you you hire an arbitrator and the arbitrator rules and says basically and and the arbitrators that are the most just get the wealthiest right uh, and then in that and then right and the ones who are the least just get run out of business to go bankrupt. and then you decide 
oh no, you actually still disagree with the arbitrator's decision. You really do deserve that thing. You fundamentally disagree and you're going to just decide to take it. And what prevents, Wait. what prevents that from happening? The protection company, the, the DRO, right? And then you have a literal war between your DRO and my DRO. No, That's what I'm no, saying. Because no, DROs don't want to go to ro war over someone who's acting irrationally, who's not abiding by uh, judgments, right? So let, let's Yours say, wouldn't uh, if you ran one and mine wouldn't if I ran one. But there are people who would take it, who would be able to create no, DROs. If there's no set rules that any that is enforced upon the DROs of what is acceptable, who says that a DRO has to say murder is wrong? Who who makes the DROs have to okay, have but, that but, in their rules? But, but having a government doesn't solve that problem. You understand? It that, literally right? does. Who opposes the rules? Who opposes the rules on the government? What's to stop a government from doing exactly what you claim a DRO is going to do? No, the whole idea is a government is literally the thing that is designed to try to prevent that from happening. That is literally... Well, that's, what a D, that's what a DRO's job is too. No, but you're saying that there can be two in one area. If there's two in sure. one area and they disagree... They're, they're essentially insurance companies. But if there are... But they have access that are designed to as much to weaponry the as... initiation of force, right? We're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> I think you're, li you're, ref you're literally just refusing to understand the point at this point, I think. Because you're still not I, answering I, I, my question. I, I you're, you're not okay, answering the question? the question. Okay, what's the question? The question is, because every time I ask you the question, your claim is just, oh no, that's what government does anyways. Okay? And we can get okay. to what's, actual what's proper government. If there are two DROs that fundamentally disagree and cannot reconcile... Yes and one wants to enact its view of justice in the situation by force, right. what prevents it from doing that? Well, okay, so, so you have an arbitrator, it, he issues a ruling, there's a binding contract from both the ROs that they'll abide by whatever the ruling is, because that would be done ahead of time. Right. right. And, and so you're saying one of the DROs breaks decides they're just going to unilaterally break the contract. Yeah. Right. Cause that happens. Okay, well, People break contracts. Right. So then, uh, you know, that the, the, I, I can imagine all sorts of market mechanisms that would deal with that, but certainly, uh, other DROs would have the right to use force to, to get restitution to right. ensure, um, that, you know, they, they, they just like, uh, a bank that doesn't abide by contracts would soon go out of business. I imagine that DRO would go out of business because it's not honoring its contracts. So it would lose money very quickly. Uh, and and this, this is preferable to me than a government that doesn't honor its contracts because there, there's no way a government can go out of business um, because it just exerts its power unilaterally. Okay. So you 30% answered my question which okay. is good because you said, okay, they'll eventually go out of business, but literally what will they do? What, what they will do is if they unilaterally decide to break a contract at the most fundamental level and they have the right to use force in their view and you, your DRO has the right to use force in their view, they sure. can go to war. They can fight about it, literally. And that is the fundamental thing that well, government is trying is created to prevent is saying no. We're no, going to abstract that, you, that out. I understand. So there this is, is one. This is, 
this is also what DROs are designed to prevent too. They're designed to prevent that very thing. That this is why you don't give them the power of central banking. Why, you know, it like no one wants to pay a a defense company and, and write cut checks to it so it can go to uh, go to war with someone else. What you're, if you're wars used to, to be quite profitable? Wars used to be quite profitable. You're saying that sure, you don't think it, anyone yeah. would be in favor of the investment of robbing Jeff Bezos? <laughs> no well, one would be interested in that. That's a profitable activity. Presumably, he'd be fairly well defended. That would be a pretty costly. Uh, but I'm just costly. saying you're 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 building in these assumptions that yes, if ever if literally everyone was rational, yeah. then this would theoretically work. But not everyone is rational, and even more than that, people are evil. There are evil bad people sure. in the world. I don't think. But, but, people yeah, generally are. I, I guess I, I, this is where we're kind of at loggerheads because I see the same thing and say, this is why we can't have government because um, people no, but, fundamentally aren't rational. And so if you give them an institution that has a monopoly on the use of force, uh, you know, a territorial monopoly on the use of force, bad people are going to go into it. You're not going to have any recourse. No, you're going to be stuck the, with what you get. But and government grows. And the, but my history shows that government continues to grow. See, that's, de- that's a deterministic viewpoint there. Just because government has grown does not mean it's inevitable that it will grow. Well, right? the I, I agree. I, wanna, I, wanna, I would like to think that we but, can limit it. But I mean, here's, the, as, here's, here's how wait, the conversation wait, the, start. Okay. The, the crux of the argument, though, because I'm saying that if I, we've both said, okay, we admit that not everyone on earth is rational and good, Right. And so I'm saying that's why you can't have DROs. And you're saying, well, that's the same reason you can't have our uh, governments. And literally DROs, where anyone technically has the right to access as much weaponry as they want, as long as it's a DRO, that requires 1% of the population to be irrational and evil. And they can create their DRO that has the right to have that weaponry. At least in a democracy, 51% would have to be irrational. So my threshold Mm, of how the the force wielding power gets access and to is evil and has access to weaponry, it would need to be 51% of people in a geographical area. Whereas for you, it's 1%. One guy can just have a bunch of weaponry and cause havoc. Whereas we're saying, no, in this area, we know right now, that we're rational and good and we want to keep this type of society. So when and if some irrational bad people come into our society, we're not going to let them cause havoc. We're not going to let them do whatever they want. We're going to think rationally and say, what are the fundamental things that prevent people from negatively impacting our rights? And so that that geographical area, the population that can vote would have to shift to 51% bad and irrational. And I I grant you, that is what's happening in the world. (laughs) That is what's happening in the world. But that's a much higher threshold than 1% being able to hire, create a DRO that has different rules that murder is okay. And what right do you have to prevent them from getting weaponry? They've not killed anyone yet. They're just saying, we think murder is okay. Yeah, I mean, these are all fair points. But I I mean, from my perspective, you're making an argument against government because um, 
right now, that's exactly what we have. We have 1% of the people with all the weapons. And in fact, they have far more weapons than any private citizen could amass um, because they have the power of central banking. I mean, you know, the, the so, century of all out war has been the century of, of, of central banking. Um, so I, I, I don't see how you can limit that. Well, you central banking is not something that's the proper form of government. They should not have that power at all. And for you to sure. claim 1% of the population has all of the weaponry, I think is a, I, I don't have the exact term for it, but it's not analogous to the 1% that would have it. Like it would literally be a, whoever wants can have as much weaponry as they want. Yeah. Whereas we're saying, no, no you, there's you, a specific you right. mechanism and, 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 for you to get access to this weaponry. Right. So if you want right, to right. be in this 1%, no, if you want to live in our geographical area and you want access to weaponry, you have to run for office. You have to be like, this is the way in which you get access to weaponry. You can't just decide you want access to weaponry. Right. And that's the whole idea is you abstract force out of the rest of society so that society as a whole is the gatekeeper of who they think is responsible enough to wield force in their area. And they're saying, we're agreeing all of us together to have one process of decision for that, not multiple, because we're uncomfortable with the idea. We don't think it's good if everyone can have their own process of decision-making for who can wield force in this area. We want one, and we're going to try as best as possible to have that be rational and correct, that there is one proper process of deciding who wields force. Yeah, I, I mean, I will uh, totally agree with you that, you know, what we're seeing in Seattle is is an example of what happens if, you know, because I think what we're seeing here is, or what we're imagining is, okay, we're just getting rid of government one day and next day we have these DROs. No, that's, that's obviously not going to happen. And people who have access to weapons and have no um, moral compunction about using those weapons to impose their own rules on everyone else are just going to fill in the gap where government is and they're going to form a new government. In fact, to me, that's essentially what the definition of government is. And no, that's we the, want that's what more the definition what you're describing, of anarcho-capitalism what, is, not what government is. By no, no, what it's, right, it's, it, what, by what no, right when, can you claim okay, that well, they... Okay, what's your definition of... But by what right can you claim that those thugs don't have the right to do that? How, why don't they? They think that it's fine. Well, but I mean, just follow objectivist epistemology and you can see why they don't have the right to do that, right? No, but how but do you... You don't have do the you, right to initiate force against people. You know this. But how do you implement that? You're saying that implement what? you're saying that if it's the, on their property, they can do it. If and they're claiming, well, this is right. going to be my property. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how you implement it. I mean, if I had that answer, we'd be able to limit government, right? Because right now, well, government whole, is doing exactly what this gang of thugs and, is doing. And so you know? I would, and, then, but they're doing it on a much bigger scale with much more serious ramifications. No, so I think it's important that you you admitted you don't have the answer, and I think there is not an yeah. answer. So. If you've read as much yeah. as, you have, as you've read and you've not figured out the answer to that exact question, that objectivism holds, there is no answer. Yeah. That, that is not possible right. to do. Um, 
And because- yeah, I mean, it's, it's as impossible as the kind of government that you're describing where rational people somehow limit the government to this algorithm, you know, objectivist algorithm and, and, you know, everything's good. I, I, I don't see how that's possible either. No, but I literally at least have a proposal, right? You're saying, right. Like I'm saying that. Yeah, I but how, think- do, how do we, how do we get to that, that proposal? I mean, you, no, no, you but have I'm, your ideal. Look, I, I have a proposal. This is what it would actually look like. And you're just saying, you don't think that would work. I'm asking you what would yeah. happen. What is, well, the solution I'm not just saying that I'm problem. saying, I think it's a violation of the, the principles it's supposedly founded on. Right. I think I mean, unless, I, unless, unless it's, you can say that, that that's a voluntary relationship. If it's a voluntary relationship, then I don't see how it's different than an, an anarcho capitalist world. Right. Well, this is um, where we got to the last time we talked about this for an hour and a half is the fundamental difference comes down to what are the rules within designated geographical areas? And yeah. fundamentally you seem to think it's somehow viable to have multiple governments within one designated geographical area. Yeah, and but the only, the only geographical areas where it's permissible to even impose rules is on private property. Where else would it be permissible to impose rules? But the whole idea of what government is, is people with private property near each other saying, we want to agree now and for forever True. to a single set of rules and a single mechanism of deciding how to res- resolve disputes such that we never threaten each other's lives because like that's literally yeah. all government is, but we're, but it's saying in this area, we're all agreeing to one, not that there is a yeah. free market. We're not going to let Joe uh, decide. Otherwise, if Joe doesn't want to, yeah. we're going to make sure he's not in our country at all. And that is the thing it's not that he can be in the country and then decide to have different rules right but so fundamentally no, that, that's though, fair i mean that's what, what you're describing there is a private property society uh where uh people who don't abide by the you know libertarian rules get get pushed out because no property owner wants them on their property no one will sell them property no one will rent a property uh they can't drive on the roads you know they're either quarantined to their little little piece of property uh but again even that property if it's in the city you're, you're going to have to be paying you will have explicitly agreed to be paying a fee something like a tax to maintain roads and infrastructure and stuff that you agree so if you don't pay that you're going to be kicked out anyway so yeah i, I mean uh, you know i i don't think i think we're using two different words to mean the same thing um you know and so my I question think, was yeah go ahead i think if you th- if we are using two different words, that your word is detrimental to the entire cause of liberty. To claim that anarcho-capitalism and anarchy is somehow good, I think it's then not understanding what government is actually for. So if you think that what we're talking about is the same, I think that is literally the purpose of government. That is what government is supposed to be. It's never been that in the proper sense, but that is what government's supposed to be. Yeah, I guess we have a different definition of government. To me, government is a group of people that uh, make moral rules for the people that um, that they're ruling and and exempt themselves from those rules uh, in a no, given geographical territory. That's that's what it is 
has been throughout all of history. That's what it is right now. Yes. Um, uh, that is so you're what, talking about something that should be, and I, I agree with you. That's what should be is what right. you describe. If, if you want to call it a government, I won't quibble. I just think that it's dangerous to call that government and try to try to legitimize that word given what it actually means in, in reality in here and now. No, but I mean, I think, I think that to drop the word government completely and say that these things that are existing in the world are somehow right, are somehow good in any sense is wrong. And so the same way Ayn Rand, let's say, reclaims the word selfish and what selfish is supposed to mean. This is what government is supposed to be. And her claim is also that the founding fathers of America had this same idea of government and there were flaws in the constitution, but the whole magic of the United States, it wasn't magic, it was reason that they had this idea of this is what government should be, but there were flaws and they didn't have the proper moral base as to why that's what government should be. But that, and so we've gotten further from that and the flaws have uh, you know, been exacerbated, but fundamentally that is what government should be. That's the only th- moral thing government could be. And I think the uh, leaving it open to this idea of anarcho-capitalism sure. leaves it open and connected to the idea of anarchy. And anarchy is not that. Anarchy is literally the opposite of government and what we're talking about in my view. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll agree to disagree. I, I define anarchy as the absence of rulers. Um, and, and so I think a ruler is someone who initiates force, someone who imposes their will on others without uh, necessary reason. Um, right. And so and I think that I, I think so. So no, so I think in a proper there is, and that's a fundamental thing of most people in the world look at there's rulers and there's the ruled. Whereas Ayn Rand says there are traitors. And government has a, a role to play and people decide as equals, oh, we're going to yes. have this function. Uh, and so there's no, yeah, there is no ruler. Government is yeah. ruled by the people, right? Government is created as something that is ruled. So there are no rulers, but yeah. anarchy Here, is having no rules, not no ruler, but no, no rules. Well, that, that's, that, that's not, you know, Anarchy, archons are rulers and archon is no rulers. So anarchy comes from no rulers. So when I say anarchy, I don't mean no rules. I am a big believer in rules and even using force to, to enforce those rules. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, to, to me, here's, here's where but I so see the fundamental who- difference. I, I, I don't want disorder. I don't want um, lawlessness or rulelessness. I think you agree with me there. We want um, a third party arbitrating disputes and, and using force um, in, in an objectivist sense properly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have different words to describe that, that goal. Uh, I'm triggered by the word government because to me it means chaos. It means thuggery. It means brutality. Uh, it means violation of, of basic rules, ethical rules. And to me, uh, you know, and, and it sounds like, to you, that's what anarchy means. So I think we're just using different words uh, to describe the same thing. Well, and so then like I when you say like from if, now if on, here's is, what's going to happen is, in my mind, David. It, whenever you say government, I'm going to hear anarcho-capitalism. 
And no, see, it's no, and that's I, what I want you to do is wrong. I want you to when I say anarcho capitalism, I want you to hear government. No, because I know I it, you're it's still that's fundamentally wrong, right? I understand Why? how we almost agree, right? But and so we're both looking at history and saying every government that's every time there's been anarchy, it's been miserable, and every time that there's been government with potentially the exception of the United States for a very short amount of time, it's been terrible, right? So we're both looking at history and saying it's all been shit, right? Yeah. And you're saying, oh, but the government shit's been really bad. And I'm saying, oh, the anarchy shit's been really bad. That's looking at, that's looking at the evidence, but being objective is not just looking at the evidence. It's also thinking rationally about the principles. And I'm saying yes. what the principle of government is, is different than the principle of anarchy. And so if you try and understand which of the principles, what, what do these two principles mean and which one in theory will solve the problem and what evidence is there to validate that this one would right. prove what, that this theory is accurate and which one is this. And I'm saying that even though you're right, that government for all of time has been bad. Yeah. That the actual evidence, when you really no, look it, at man. it, yeah, proves yeah, that no, government you, you, is look, the right principle, not anarchy. We want a, we want objective rule of law, um, and your name for that is government, and my name is something different. You know, but I'm saying that then you don't understand. Like that is what government is: is a set of rules in a designated geographical okay. area that is what objective law is and the government the very concept of government as the american founding fathers had it is that exact thing hmm maybe is, is an objective I, I, but i mean that's at least the objectivist position right and so i want to be clear that that i mean that's the objectivist position as i understand it so it's not this idea of an unlimited government or any sort of government that we've ever seen before, right? It's the same claim people make to derail capitalism. Oh, we have capitalism now. No, we've never actually really had capitalism. It was an ideal in the founding of America, and then it, but it was perverted from the very beginning. And so the, the American notion of government goes hand in hand with the American notion of laissez-faire so, capitalism. So what, what I kind of wanted to get, get to in this, um, is, you know, we started out with, okay, Chaz. these people, Chaz, right. And Chaz, Way back four the, hours the, the, ago. The, the vision of Chaz, let's, let's imagine that the vision of Chaz was to be um, an objectivist zone. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Governed by objectivist law. Yeah. And I'm going there right now, actually, I'm going to run it. <laughs> right. So how do we get to that place? Right? How do we? Because it's not what we found is that it's not as simple as kicking out the thugs that were there, the, mm. the the Seattle municipal government and the federal government that are just a, a criminal gang that we all agree mm. um, don't follow any objective rule set. Right. Now what? We've kicked them out, and now we're starting to see crime, and we're starting to see homeless robbing things, and 
to me, this is what has been interesting about this case study is how do we get to that place? Obviously, it's not, it's not going to work just to, and I've said this for a long time, if I could just snap my fingers and make parliament and government disappear, I don't think that solves any problems. In fact, I think that might make things worse because ultimately we have what we'd have exactly what we're seeing in Chaz occur, which is all these criminal gangs emerge and basically become the de facto governments warring with each other. So how do, so, so the solution has to be something that involves morphing the state we're in now into something better. And, and what I was thinking over the last couple of days is it's gotta be, it has to be technology, has to be the answer here. We have to make government less and less vital in our lives. Um, And, and then that's the slow, it's like a slow revolution that occurs over time as people rely less and less on the services that government provides and ultimately whittles it down to just the things that we can't get maybe in the market, like, you know, the objectivist night watchman state or something like that, where you have geographical defense and, and law or something like that. Um, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, so there's basically two options, right? In, in my understanding of the objectivist view and in my view, so both, um, there's two options, right? Option one is what you outlined. If you think you're still in a essentially free and essentially rational society, which I do think the US is, I think Canada is, we're trending away from that at a scary rate. But if you think fundamentally that you still have rule of law, you still have democracy, you do that. You try and get elected and you try and change and shrink the government. And that's not going to happen until you get people to philosophically change their views, right? You have to change the culture to the degree you think that that is, if you think that is still possible, right? Right. And then we can talk about the steps like, Uh, Ayn Rand says the number one step is deregulation. Taxation is a different thing and it'll take longer to stop giving handouts. So the first thing you have to do is deregulate as quickly as possible. And then you start dismantling the the welfare state and the taxation and stuff. Um, But regulations much quicker to do, uh, to get rid of. But anyway, so there is that process. And I think I'm, I think I'm still in a society that's functional enough that that is the case. The only other option is a revolution. That's what the Americans did, yeah. right? They didn't think that was possible and they fought and they, had, and they had their force and they said, we're getting rid of you and we're going to stay here and defend our rights till the end. And so at some point, you know, you can look into a dystopic future and say, there will be a set of free market freedom th- thinkers who have to become freedom fighters again. I don't think that's the case. I think we're trending in that direction, which is really scary. But those are the two options. Either you think you can work within the system or you have to start preparing for your revolution. I think the systems are still good enough. And when you say that right. Chaz has that, that right now the, the country doesn't follow objective laws and stuff, I watched a webinar yesterday actually. And the, the, the claim, at least by one of the objectivist philosophers, is that when you really look into how courts often function, it still seems like at least the court system in the US is pretty objective still. That they do try and figure out the truth most of the time, that they are aiming at that ideal still. 
even as Congress isn't, as the executive branch isn't, as the police aren't, as the media aren't. There is still, and so it's really that is what's still upholding uh, mm. the American experiment, let's call it. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, but it must on- be getting harder because, you know, the, the laws that they are required to, to make judgments on are not objective in a lot of cases now, right? So now- Right, but, that's, but the Supreme Court has the ability to, that's what right. the Constitution yeah, the is Supreme for, right? Court, yeah. the, there is, that's like the magic of the U.S. is that right. they, they literally sat, the founding fathers created a document that wasn't perfect, but that said, these are the inalienable rules. These can never be right. uh, except government very shall not ex- infringe. Right, except for and if there's a hugely high threshold to change the constitution. Right, I don't remember when the last amendment was, but um, like so, it is possible. But it's really you have to get most people in the United States to all agree to something. Um, yeah. So it's not simple by any means. But that the rule of law is supersedes the elected government officials and that the whole idea is at least the supreme court is selected in such a way that these people are actually dedicated to that to that ideal um and so the the idea is that that document uh you know i heard somewhere that we shouldn't be so depressed at how far the u.s has fallen um and that it like disgraced the founding fathers it's how great of an achievement is it that despite all of the cultural trends, the Amer- that the U S still exists at all, that it even yeah. has some degree of freedom. That's an achievement of the constitution and that laws are subordinate to what is right. And what is right is instantiated in the constitution. Yeah. It would be interesting. Um, you know, right now, there's some talk about what would the rule set be on Mars? So, you know, Elon Musk is talking about colonizing Mars and there's some talk about, okay, what, what does, what form of government should be put up there? So mm-hmm. if, what, what do you think were the weaknesses of the constitution? What do you think could, could um, bulletproof government going forward so that it doesn't stray from its mission? So that's a very complex question. I don't have the specific answer. And someone actually asked Ayn Rand that once, uh, like, oh, does she have the answer? And she's like, no, I, I, you can't just casually do that, right? It's a very complex right. problem. You know, a, gr- a bunch of great thinkers worked very hard on it. But the two things that, um, what's the second one? Um, the main thing no, so the two main things, sorry, the two main things that were missing is, as far as I understand it, is that there was not explicitly the right to property. So there's uh, that the government cannot infringe upon the property rights of any citizen, something along those lines. Um, so it's life, liberty, property, and the pursuit of happiness, not just life, liberty, and, ha- and the pursuit of happiness. And that right. that was apparently left out that yep. is in some state constitutions, apparently, but it was left out because of the issues with slaves and that they didn't want to have issues um, that like if a slave was seen as property or things like that, apparently. I don't know. And the second thing is that there was no moral foundation. People didn't understand, and even the founding fathers didn't deeply understand why that was right. They came to the evidence of this is the right type of government 
based on lots of thinking and lots of observation and they were historians and they were thinkers but they couldn't articulate exactly why in reality based on what facts of reality this is right and right. the objectivist view is that that is Ayn Rand's greatest contribution is that she has a moral defense so that you can actually convince people as to why it is right and not just tell them it is right. And that is what was missing um, in terms of grounding it and people actually understanding the, the, the country they lived in. Those are the two major things, but I'm sure there are others. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, by then technology will have a solution. You know, maybe AI will be advanced enough that they can just rule us with a perfect objectivist rule or something like that. Uh, no, the, uh, there's some quote, it's like technology allows us to institute our values. So first we have to figure out what they are. There's not going to be right. uh, an, uh, a computer that can discover the good um, relative to a human life, right? Um, the whole idea of morality is it's based, I mean, this is a like, I, I don't know much about this area. So, and we've been running quite long, yeah. but well, maybe, maybe augmented intelligence. And, you know, when I meld with an AI, are you the neural process, net, right? Yeah. yeah it, net. If you, if you could process through your, that's, brain. A, that's actually the, like the third, third option. So we talked about um, working within the system. We talked about uh, violent revolution, but a third option might just be that we, we find a way to exit right where we're at um, you know, upload our consciousness to the cloud, whatever it, it well, is, no, there might the, be technology that the it other option emerges is like that, the, it's kind of glorified by, uh, some objectivists is the whole like secession and creating another new country. Right. Like right. that's what America did. Um, they kind of were in a new world. There was a bunch of untouched land and they, they did have yeah. to fight though. But the hope is that maybe, you know, I, my, my leading candidates are Saskatchewan and Wyoming and whatever state connects the two. And you, so you take over Saskatchewan through, through peaceful means. Um, yep. you, you bring industry there. You have enough people move there that you have the majority of the population. You do that in Wyoming and you do that in whatever state connects the two. And then you vote to secede all three and you create a new right. country based on these rules. Yeah, that's happening in New Hampshire right now with the Free State Project. Most right, libertarians and, so, and objectivists are there. Galt's Galt's Chili, another. Uh, I example, saw that. But, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but apparently the organizers were kind of shady and things kind of yeah. fell apart there. So, right, so yeah, the, I mean, it's it's a scary time for sure to see how the countries, uh, the U.S. is going and Canada is kind of just like slowly walking to its death. But uh, you know, there is hope, and I still think that. Uh, the average person still is rational and still would want to have these ideas if they actually had the time to process it. And so it's really about, I think, the philosophic revolution and, and getting the right ideas in front of the 80% of people who don't give a shit about any of the political bullshit that's going on. That's my view, at least. Yeah, I mean, that certainly would be helpful. I'm, you know, I'm not holding my breath. I, I, you know, I'm not deterministic, but I've just seen patterns continually repeat throughout history. I'm not sure what would make us special. Maybe the information highway is, is you know, going to make it uh, possible. I'm optimistic, but uh, 
Well, you saying know, that uh, the information highway would make it possible is also sort of deterministic, right? It's ideas sure. that change things. And so like the objectivist view is that Ayn Rand made fundamental discoveries yeah. about reality that we can put in front of people's minds and it will change their views, right? And that right. that's what philosophers do is they... Uh, they can make yeah, those, but but by now and, we can get those ideas out there in a more widespread right, way, yeah, and, quickly, right? That's yeah. that that might be the difference, you know, because I think there have been philosophers throughout history that have had good ideas, but there's been book burnings and burnings of library and repositories yeah. of information, when and a lot of these ideas have been lost. It took Aristotle's views. What was it like? You know, two thousand years or yeah. fifteen hundred years to actually take hold in society. Luckily, they like stayed around, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so these ideas now, I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, I think that they're going to be there. Um, so maybe, maybe that'll be the difference this time. And if it's not, look, we can, we can, you know, understanding, having our worldview, um, we can see these trends coming, we can see what's wrong, we can protect ourselves, we can maybe even um, enrich ourselves in, in the midst of chaos, um, by understanding, um, you know, economic ramifications and, and where to protect our money and where to invest our money and different things like that. So, uh, you know, e- even if we're cynical or pessimistic about the state of our, our governments and our nations, uh, we might be optimistic about coming out all right on the other end. Yeah, I'd agree. And, uh, you know, whoever has the ability that we can mail some Ayn Rand to uh, the people in Chaz and, and maybe they can have a successful experiment. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, maybe Raz Simone can start uh, an objectivist monarchy and just kind of impose it. You know, an objectivist just... monarchy is a contradiction. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't, wouldn't an objectivist Thanks, dem- democracy be a contradiction too, though? No, objectivist. No, it's all about rule of law, uh, like government ruled by men, not men ruled right. by. So, what government. difference would it? What, All what right. difference would it make whether whether a king was enforcing those rules or whether someone that was elected was enforcing those rules? Because it's how the rules are come. It's about how are the rules formed, right? This is, again, we should end this. Con- mm. We've been All right. All it's right. literally about how are the rules formed, right? That's the fundamental. Here's what here's um, what I'd like you to read. I'd like you to read Hans Hermann Hoppe, Democracy: The God That Failed. And tell me what you think about it. All right. Thanks, Tim. All right.